Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. And boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we have got liftoff. I said that a couple weeks ago when we beat Pompey, um, I was saying we got liftoff, but now... I thought we got that statement win against Wickham Wanderers. What a win that was on a Tuesday night. It's got a bit cold now. It's darker nights. Winter is here. But I'm joined by three fine gentlemen to talk about the win, talk about the ins and the outs of Ipswich Town. I'm joined by Bloomers, Matt and Mark for the fan social. I want to go over to Bloomers first, who I gave a nice hug. Got a nice uh, nice coat, I have to say, Bloomers. Um, you look very warm in that, very cosy. But how are you? And uh, what an evening it was in Wickham. I'm very well, thank you, Ross. And hi to the other two. And yeah, when you gave me that hug, you didn't actually mention that I couldn't see you. And I thought it was a steward about to tell me off for sitting on the railings after the game. Um, yeah, that was uh, the most unexpected result, especially after 20 minutes. But fantastic evening and, and one that's going to live uh, long in memory for the right reasons. Lift off, well... I mean, let's hope so. Let's just start stringing a couple more of these together and we well and truly will have liftoff. But yeah, to have uh, 20 points after the last 10 games is is what we asked for and what we expected and what we got. So let's let's hope it keeps going. Definitely. I'm just a typical fan. I When I've got the highs, I'm all bubbling. When we're lows, I'm like, yeah, bloody rubbish. Um, but that's, that's what you know, supporting a club is like and definitely supporting it to his town. We have many ups. And lots of downs and everything in between. If you know that reference from Ross Meats, it's a good reference. Um, I want to go over to good old Matt next, who I haven't seen for a while. I've, actually, I've missed you, my friend. But welcome back to the Fan Social Show. Um, how good was it to see us win 4-1 against Wickham? Well, hello, good evening and welcome. Um, yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. You know, Can we play every, every Tuesday un- under the lights in that white kit? Um, I mean... Obviously, we've we've had an upturn in form, and then we lost at the weekend, you know, against Plymouth. And yeah, like Bloomer said, after after twenty minutes, it was all a bit. Oh my god, you know these these are a big bunch of lads, and Coulson's gone off, and was not expecting that at all. But yeah, we keep doing these statement wins, don't we? And hashtag gel. It's um yeah, it's starting to look a bit. Tickety boo, and I don't even think we're out of second gear yet. So, yeah, all good, all good. It's nice to be back and have some positive stuff to uh, some positive content to discuss. It is, it makes it easier for us to speak about positive stuff, but you know, it happens, negative stuff comes about and stuff like that. So, um, final man joining us this week is good old Mark, who I saw in Plymouth. We were deflated, we were disappointed. Um, but then Tuesday night, we were back up and running again with the win. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you? And you were at a gig, weren't you? A couple of weeks ago, I think it was. No, Mike said I was at a Barbie gig, but I wasn't at a Barbie gig. Um, no, I just couldn't. I was supposed to be going to the Wickham game when it was the original date. But um, unfortunately, work commitments got in the way. I have the ticket here, which no one wanted. You fools, you could have had this since I 4-1 win. But I can just lie and said I was there now, at least. But um, no, absolutely perfect. I could, you could not have written a better Tuesday night for me. I mean this in the utmost respect. I hate Wickham with a passion. Um, you know, Gareth Ainsworth with his snakeskin boots and his long hair and awful football. You know, to go down there, they hadn't lost at home all season. I don't even dropped points at home this season, had they? To go down there and absolutely thump them, you know, ever since we played them at Portman Road in that first league one season, you just think, Christ, these are a horrible bunch of, just a horrible team to deal with. And, you know, even though we went behind and it was looking all dim and gloom, that just set it up nicely with their little stupid celebration around the corner flag. I love watching the highlights over and over again, knowing that they're going to concede four goals straight after that. And, you know, um, I think hopefully now we are really sort of starting to see us come together. And, you know, I think the turn has happened. And, you know, another perfect storm from that is Wickham called off the game when we were averaging half a point per game. Um, they come to play us when we were just under two points per game and then they get absolutely stuffed. So that's karma for you there, Gareth Ainsworth. But yeah, um, yeah, Plymouth, less said about that, the better. Um, I think... 
the encouraging thing is, and I think we've seen this a lot of times this season already, is that we come, we do have setbacks. We're always going to League One is such an inconsistent league that goes from a ninety minutes of football to a run of games. You'll have inconsistent results where teams lose games that they probably shouldn't, and um, it's just about how you respond. And we've done that emphatically at least three times this season. And this one just sort of is the cherry on the icing on the top of the cake. Um, beautiful. Oh, what a win. And um, Bloomers, I spoke to you after the game for game day and you were bouncing. All of us were bouncing. You had a great scarf game, by the way, um, at full time. Love that. Um, of course, you had to get a you know, train home. Um, hopefully that was was OK. I'm sure you're bouncing to the train station. But um, let's talk about the game as a whole then. Uh, one nil down. But then I didn't matter. We went on to, to score four goals. First and Selena with two. Macaulay Bond back in the scoring net and uh, Wes Burns with a great finish back in the squad after he, of course, missed out in the Plymouth game. But what's your opening thoughts and notes from the win? Yeah, another reason to hate Wickham as well is that it's a 54-minute walk from the ground to the train station, as I found out. There you go. Um, so that, Bastards. That was my daily exercise right there. Um, but yeah, it didn't quite feel that far and that cold when you uh, see your team win 4-1. I think the... the, the Anyone who know who have heard me over the sort of start of the season and up until now knows that I've been very critical at times, maybe maybe too much so, but I've always tried to have a reason behind it. <laughs> One was like, no, that's not, surely that's not right. No, I'm, I'm sure you're not confusing with anyone else, don't worry. Um, but I think the main reason I'll say critical is, well, A, for whatever reason, and it did happen on Saturday, just, I know we're not going to talk about Saturday, but on Saturday, we did the same thing where we got into a lead, um, conceded two goals and again, three points lost from winning positions. I know it doesn't work like that. But every game that you're going to go ahead in, you're not going to win every game, but there's clearly something in there because it's now, I think, 16 points from winning positions this season that's been dropped. But um, as I said on the on the game day final, we kind of did a, uh, did a Plymouth to them in that uh, we conceded first, but then got a goal before half-time, got a goal just after half-time and, and that was literally the, the changing point in the match. Um, uh, another reason I've kind of been critical is that for all of the um, fantastic forward play that has been this season, get, don't get me wrong, the, mir- the, the, the things that I've said that are wrong, the, the myriad of positives you can take from the attacking play is that, you know, with the highest scorers in the division still, and um, we've got four goals of varying quality on Tuesday night, but... It's the first, maybe it's just because I saw it up, up, up and close and personal. It's the first time I could really see front to back exactly what I assume Paul Cook wants us to do, you know, in, in terms of how the, the defence is set up, how they were neutralising the attacking threat of Wickham and, and their agriculturalness, um, and just what we were doing on the counter. And it, it, was, it was like a knife through butter at certain points. And it was so pleasing to see the movement um, between some of the midfield players, what Chilina was doing and drifting inside, like uh, Morsey being the anchor, the, you know, physical threat of some of the forward players. Bon, who, by the way, you don't actually realise how sort of big and strong he is until you again see it up close. It, it, it all kind of came together really well. And the defence, whilst they weren't spectacular, they just did their jobs. And I think that was the most pleasing thing to me is that the defence just did their jobs. Edmondson did everything you'd want him to do. Um, took some of the pressure off Walton. When Walton uh, was called upon, he made, he made one absolutely phenomenal save. And, and even away from that, was commanding his area better than I've seen for many, many games um, for, from our three goalkeepers that have played this season. So, yeah, that's what was so positive And that it was almost a blessing it's a stupid thing to say, and it's easy to say with hindsight, but it's a blessing that we conceded first. Because if we'd have scored first, and then we went on to concede an equaliser, you know what that kind of feeling would have been in the away end, because we'd have all felt it. But because we uh, conceded first, and there was only one tiny little sort of groan from the away end just after we conceded, other than that, it was pretty much wall-to-wall positivity. And then when we got that equaliser and that foothold in the game, we didn't let that go. And to Preface all of that, we did it against a team that had won eight games in a row at home and were uh, second in the league or third in the league, maybe, when, they, when the game kicked off. So, so, so pleasing. And even if I don't, you know, didn't think Paul Cook was man takes forward or whatever, 
I think it could completely be put to bed now in that he will get the vast majority of the season. Almost certainly now. You might not have been, like, if you'd said that after the Cambridge game, people might not have, you know, might not have happened. Like, I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not part of the board. I don't know what the board are thinking. You could easily understand it if he was sort of on shaky ground. The two wins against Portsmouth and uh, Wickham, that, that's going to see him for the majority of the season. And again, it might be one of them things where, okay, it looks obvious now, but it certainly wasn't a few games ago. So I think for me and the rest of the, if I'm going to call myself a flouncer, for me and the rest of the flouncers, um, I think it's time to kind of suck up a little bit because he's going to be here for the majority of the season. That's probably a good thing. You know, this is why I'm not in football management and, and apart from my Nintendo Switch. Um, and yeah, like it's time to hopefully see that, what we saw on the Wickham game, more often. Because if you play like that against the, any of the division, home or away, you're going to win a damn sight more than you're going to draw and lose. And at the end of the day, this two points a game that we've suddenly got after the last 10 games, that's what we're going to need to do now for the rest of the season. Um, I, I, I've got no mis- bones about calling that because I, I think it's going to take that to get in the top six after our start. But hey, we can do it for 10 games. Let's do it for 15, 20, 25 and, and, and put that horrible start behind us. Well said as ever, my friend. And um, over to you then, Matt. Let's talk about the, the lineup. Your boy KVY certified baller was back in the 11. Um, any other notes from the game you would like to bring in as well? But were you happy with the lineup? I mean, yeah, it, it was fantastic knowing that KVY was going to be playing so so many hours before the game. Um, <laughs> let's move that down. Yeah, it was, it was nice nice to get a, a peek behind the curtain from um, from from those in the know. Um, but in all, in all seriousness, um, I was surprised to see uh, my main man, um, KVY back. That was fantastic. Um, nice to see Mr. Coulson. Um, I've connected with his dad on Twitter, isn't that lovely? Um, at left back and not right inverted winger like he was, um, against Plymouth. But I think this team now is, I don't want to say. <laughs> I'm going to do a partridge now. I don't want to say it's picking itself because it really is picking itself, but it's kind of, you know, we're starting to see that spine a little bit now, aren't we? And we kind of all knew, we, we kind of all had a bit of a vibe, especially around Walton. I mean, when he came in, um, it was, you know, I was, I was really excited to see, you know, a, a premiership goalkeeper starting and then we end up losing 5-2 at home against Bolton and, and, and the poor guy, um, just look so ring rusty, didn't he, when he came in? But he looked, he looked confident. He looked uh, assured, um, and, and we we looked like the defence uh, is starting to look like it's started to shore up a little bit, and we look like we're going to score goals. Um, and you know, you you look at teams like Wickham, who are they're mean. They don't concede many many chances, and the fact that we've gone to Portsmouth and what do we call them? Chair boys, Wickham, Wickham Wanderers, with the biggest electronic screen in the world. I don't think it's like a three thousand inch HD four K thing. It's like, what's that about? But anyway, yeah, the lineup. I was, I was very, very happy. Um, absolutely. I was surprised to see KVY actually. Um, I thought he may have been like, you know. We've mentioned football manager Sims. I thought, you know, Paul Cook had done probably what me and David do on football manager and send people away on holiday for a month to, you know, think about things. Um, but yeah, that was out of the blue, and and he lasted seventy five minutes, and and that was that was the best game that he's had this season, uh, and he looked. I don't want to say like the KVY of old because it's not like he last played for us ten years ago or anything like. That. I, I mean, it, it kind of feels like that a little bit, doesn't it? But we we were kind of I, I do think he's our best right back you know as as much as we love um Genoi and as much as other players can do a job there we need people in those positions that can excel rather than rather than do a job um which leads me nicely on to give a mention to um the freezer Cam Burgess because obviously we've got the fridge um he came on. I thought, oh, we can. Oh, it's like he came on. I was like, oh no, we're playing a centre back at left back, and he's probably played there three times in his career. But 
that man has got a like a got a right good cross on him, hasn't he? And he 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 didn't look because when you when when you are a central defender and you get put out a fullback, your whole body is positioned differently. And I thought, oh, he's going to be really awkward, but he looked like looked like he was a left back, didn't he? Um, and he's got all the physical attributes to do that job. Um, and it was it was good, but you know we could we've got strength, we've got depth. Um, we're blessed to have this squad, and I and I finally think it's kind of starting to take fruition, really, isn't it? Definitely, well said as ever. And um, over to you, Mark. I want to talk about the goals. Um, four goals. Um, what's your pick of the bunch? Which, which one's your favourite? I'm calling Bond. I'll keep watching that back. And uh, what a turn! What a swivel! What a goal! Um, Selena's fourth goal. Sorry, I'm talking about all the goals now. But his fourth <laughs> goal. He, he had all the world. He, I'm sure he just stopped for a second, and his head just like. This is the easiest goal I kind of score, but what's your pick of the bunch and any other notes from the game? Um, I think my pick is the one you haven't mentioned is Wes Burns. Only because I watched the the club's video today and I've just not- I noticed watching it and listening to it. KVY cuts in, brilliant. Agree with Bono. I love KBY and he will always be my boy. I'm so glad he, he put in a good shift because it's the one game you go, you, you're bringing him in for Wickham. Um, no, like he's not a physical bloke or anything like that, but it's what you need. And I think as much as J, like JD has been really good, there's been times where you go, when he gets over the halfway line, he looks like he's got a bit of a nosebleed. He looks like he's like, Oh, I shouldn't be up this far. What am I doing? Uh, well, it's KVY. It's, it's just like I'm another attacking player there. And going to going to the goal with Burns. Burns, it's just, you think he's going to hit it first time and someone in the crowd goes, good night, like that. And then he takes another touch, smashes it in, crowd erupts. And yeah, I have to salute the town fans. They were deafening for them second and third goals. I, and I, I wasn't there. I'd love to have been there, but you can hear like how much those goals meant to people. They obviously there's many people who hate Wickham as much as I do in that crowd as well. But the way they reacted to them goals and that we've been I think as a fan base this season, you know, as much as Bloomers is a bit of a flouncer as he he, he said, even I think Bloomers is has been fully supportive until that final whistle has gone, which I think is the right time to be critical. You can be critical after the game because that's the time to be out. We've we've not really got on the team's back and booze them. I think we've wheeled them the whole way. And, you know, I think one of the players said, I'm not sure whose interview it was after the game, we went all the way down to Plymouth and had that disappointment and we're still there in great numbers and we get our reward for that. Um, in terms of the game itself, I think something that I've really started to notice is I always see on Twitter, Twitter is always great for, like, people trying to get some likes where they go, oh, no one's talking about this player. They had such a really good game. There's so many of people picking out individual player performances. We've got a team now. There have been so many years where we've had, it's been like a casserole of players. We've had like a little bit of Jewel, a little bit of McCarthy, a little bit of Hurst, a little bit of Lambert. And then, oh, what's at the back of the cupboard? It's a bit of Larson Torre. We'll chuck that in there as well. I thought you were going to break into Mambo number five then. Uh, it was a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit of Mon- was it? I don't know all the names, but yeah, you know, it's just it was all like players that they're just here for a short time. You obviously had the the stalwarts like the James and Scoots who were sort of always in the mix, but it just there's never like a togetherness of the team. And I think you see how the goals are being celebrated and how the players are at full time, like Selena and Burns and Eduardo all having a little laugh and they're like oh my god I can't believe you've done this and bloody you know they just there just seems to be that energy within the group and they're all in it because of Cook and I you know we're probably quite fortunate that the takeover happened at the time it did where we could go right see you later your contract's up we don't have to pay you we don't need you goodbye um and we've brought in all these new players but it, it has made a real difference and it, it has took time for it to all come together but I think we are starting to see it um as Bloom has said, two points per game has got to be maintained or even better improved upon. Um, up until the end of the year, I think we've got nine games until New Year's. We need five wins to get that two points per game. If if you're looking at it straight wins and losses, obviously there may be a few draws in there which can help us out. Um, 
but it's going to be tough. But again, it, I, I think we're now sort of starting to see it. Um, I can't remember who mentioned Walton. Was it you, Bono? Um, I think what we've been waiting for from our goalkeeper this season is that moment where you can really trust them. Like they've got to take, and that save was absolutely world-class. And we're waiting for that moment to happen. There has been a moment where the goalkeeper has had to dig the team out. It's been a lot of opportunities where the goalie has had questions about him or unfortunately he, there's nothing he can do. We've set him up to fail really at times, but this is where he's had to pull something out of the hat to really help the team. And, you know, if we'd gone, I know we were three, one up at that point, if we'd gone to three, two, you know, that goals change games. I say it a lot on the game day videos. They, they, they really do. And especially with this team, I think that was what we were waiting for. Walton to really step up and make, you know, a moment to define the game really. And hopefully this will be the point where you can go, right, that's where it really changed in this season. And, and Bloomers, over to you. Any other business going into this game? What were you feeling like when we went 1-0 down? Did you feel like, oh, God, it's going to be a long night? Or did you feel you're confident we're going to go and equalise, we're going to go on to win the game? Or well, any other business? I mean, I can't say I was confident that once we went 1-0 down, it was a little yeah. bit of, oh, here we go again. Um, there wasn't... There wasn't too much sort of negativity, really, when we conceded. So, I mean, it was quite... I'm not quite sure what it, what it was. It was quite reserved, maybe because everyone was freezing their nuts off. Um, but, yeah, it was it was, it was was rather t- sort of media, medium um, in terms of the, the negativity. And then um, once, because it's got the equaliser, which actually quite quickly afterwards, everything was okay. I can't stress this enough, though. Just it's so infuriating watching it down sometimes. Not be, it used to be infuriating in the last couple of seasons, and that it was boring. There was no flair. It was rubbish football. It was tedious. Now it's kind of a little bit more frustrating because we can so clearly do this. And when I say do this, I mean like that performance. There's no reason that can't be done on a more than once per month occasion, like we've got everything in place and yet you'll still get things like Plymouth and actually the, the Plymouth game having I, I was quite angry at the time and it's still not good to, to lose after you know winning at half time uh, sorry drawing at half time and taking the lead in the first half going back to see we had enough chances to win about four games and for whatever reason they didn't quite fall that day so that's more encouraging than you know losing and, and not looking like you're going to get back in it but I think the reason that there might be some people that have been so quick to criticise this, including me, is that this season is the first season where there's been so much hope and optimism. And it's like, there's, there's again, no reason why things can't finally go our way. I know we've been beaten down with the world's like biggest stick for the last 20 years, but with the manager and the players that we've signed and um, the backing that we now have, Forgive me for expecting and wanting um, us to really put up a challenge this season. That's the reason I was, I've was i been so angry with the start and so angry with what seems to be a, a, an epidemic in that there are so many points dropped from losing positions. And every time it happens more often, it becomes less of a um, sort of free occurrence and more of a, okay, you can track that there's something going on here, whatever that reason is. And it's up to the manager to find out what the reason is. Again, I'm still not fully convinced that's gone away because Tuesday wasn't the right platform for that. But um, that's the reason that there's been so much animosity from me and maybe from other people. I can only speak for myself. So, yeah, it's it's an, almost a nice problem to have in that, OK, you're finally supporting a team where you can see quality and there are players on that pitch more than capable of putting in performances to win games comfortably and also really put down some statements. So just bloody do it a few more times. Like uh, the Fleetwood game wasn't amazing, and I know we got the, we got the win, so that's all that matters. But like, yeah, that's that's the reason it, it's been a little bit like how I've been. I'm just trying to explain it because we had this little conversation before coming um, on air. I've been quite uh, negative in the past, but I've always tried to have a reason for why. I don't want to be one of these people that just come on and blow hot air like a six oh six caller and like have no rationale behind uh, 
the things that I'm saying. I tried to have a reason for it, no matter how amped up I get in the moment. So, yeah, I think these two games now can almost be a little bit of a distraction. It'll be interesting to see how we approach them because they're not league games. And then Oxford, uh, if we do play it, Oxford next Saturday is um, going to be huge because, again, you go right back into the fire of a, a team that's going to have aspirations similar to our own in a game because we're at home, we probably should win and would be expected to, certainly according to the bookies. So, yeah, just just show it. Just show it a few more times. That's one one thing I'm a bit annoyed about that with. We're going to go into cup games now. I wish we had that, kept that momentum going into the league games, but it's just how the fixtures have come out. Um, Matt, Mark, any other business in the Wiccan game before we move on to have a little break, little breather? Talk about the strike and then we'll get into the Oldham game. Uh, any other business, boys? Can I just... Good. Sorry, Mark. Can I just yeah. say that I thought it was a, a tactical... I think this is Andy Rolls. He, he's our warm-up guy with the short shorts, right? Is he the warm-up? No. That's John, that... John Ashton. That is... He's a big lad, isn't he? Big boy. Yes. Yeah. I. It was a tactical masterclass to keep those boys in their zip-up anthem jackets before the game i i think that was i think that was the the cherry on the icing on the cake why because it kept them warm kvy kvy needs needs protecting um it's like a fine racehorse just yeah pamper him and he'll be lovely yeah and then at the last minute whip it off and away you go because because he's just a he's just a lovely boy, isn't he? Kvy is uh, he is every like if you've got parents and you've got a daughter, you'd yeah. love Kvy to marry your daughter. I re- you know what I reckon I reckon oh god what tangent are we going down now Jesus but um I reckon you know what you can see and it goes back to like this this togetherness that we've we've seen it goes back to this kind of camaraderie and the fact that you know our our, our our fantastic backers have said we want people that are going to run towards adversity because the money we're spending is is like the emergency services it's their pension funds um so you know i won't get into the ethics of how much better our owners are than other clubs that are owned by xyz that's a discussion for maybe another platform at another time but it is it's just so good to see that we've they just seem like a good bunch of lads. You know, there have been some Ipswich teams in the past, and I'm going to swear, where you think, oh, he's a good player, but he seems a bit of a tit. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't really think that about any of our players. Well, as, as, uh, as well, uh, as maybe, one. Yeah, he's not here. Of, maybe, maybe one. Of, uh, yeah, I'd quite like to, just because actually, up until now, I'd completely forgotten about him. I'd love to set an over-under if anyone wants to get in on a betting uh, bet with me on the number of appearances we'll see James Norwood make before he leaves the club. One. Okay. I'll take the over on that. I I reckon you can count them on one hand because I don't see how he gets back into this side. Tuesday night. Everything else, where does he fit in when when you're the top-scoring team in the division? And you're a striker, and uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not looking too sharp for him, is it? Really? You could yeah. say that you could say the same about poor old Wolfie. Mm. There's a few, mm. isn't there? Selection headaches get the Nurofen out, but they they get think... headaches, aren't they? I mean, yeah, I, they are. It, good I, I would I would I would absolutely love to put uh, some hard and cash with a bookie on James Norwood returning to Tranmere Rovers in January. Good shout, good shout. Um, and, and talking about you know selection headaches, we'll get into your guys's um, FA Cup team against Oldham because um, that'll be interesting. How many changes do you want? But we'll have a little breather here. We'll talk about the strike. Bring the strike in. Hit the jingle. Boom. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Strike. Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer Ross. It's gone. Jingle's hit. Five questions for you, lads. 
it's all about Oldham. As you know, the strike is always about. Um, so if you really want to make sure do your research, you know, just go, who are we playing this weekend? Okay, we'll plan this. What questions will Ross do? Probably former players, probably games against them, all that sort of stuff. But um, I've chucked Joe this. Royal Derby. Joe Royal Derby and all that. And funny enough, that is the first question. So okay. um, are we ready? So how many not... games? Oh, you ready? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So question one is how many games did Joe Raw win in 189 games as manager? Of course, a lot of goals during those times. Lots of goals indeed. Uh, I'm actually going to find the amount of goals, actually. We'll see if we can find the fun facts. I know there's a lot of goals and a lot of goals conceded. Let me quickly find it. All right, find it. Uh, I can't actually find that. Where do I find it? 189 games. Of course, two... Two back-to-back seasons losing the playoffs. Sad times. Probably West Ham. I will find out how many goals for you, Ross. But I would just want okay. to have lots of answers, and it won't be changing. Okay. If I, right. if I do somehow manage to find the answer, I've already got it locked in. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Show us your answers. Sixty-seven, sixty-nine, seventy-nine. Wow, the correct answer. Is 81. So wow. That That's impressive. Point. How did we not get promoted? <laughs> Bright, uh, Brighton West, away, West wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Brighton. And yeah, Leeds. even if we'd have won that game, we wouldn't have gone up because uh, we would have been relying on Wigan to not win. And they did. Uh, yeah. There we go. Is what it is. Uh, question two is on the man with the mullet who played for Oldham and then signed for us and scored against him, I think, and big, celebrated big in front of him. Big Marshy. How many goals did Ian Marshall score in 97 games for the Blues? Um, he scored, I think, five games in a row, I think, when he signed for us. He scored in his debut and then he went on to score another four goals after that. Um, nice little fun fact there for you. Ian Marshall. Oh, hang on. Who won 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 AK Matt, AK View from U2. There we go. AK Father of Two. Wee. Enough of that. Enough of that. All right, show us your answer, boys. What that I know of. For? Oh, yeah. 21, oh. 31. 21 as well. The correct answer is 38. Bono, Matt. He knows. He knows his stuff. Smashing it. He knows his 90s. He is a bit old. Oh, oh, yeah. He will know. He will know. Question three then. If um, if he's if he's an old old guy, um, it is a game from 1996. Who scored a brace in the Blues two-one win against Oldham in 1996? We have three options. Was it Simon Milton, James Scurry Scrowcroft, or Paul Mason? Ooh. You got a striker and two midfielders there. So, yeah. Of course, play at home if you're playing at home. Uh, let us know how you're getting on it's on Twitter. <laughs> Bono's memory is just, I could just hear it. Like, going. 96. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Show us your answers. Milton, Paul Mason, and Mason. Correct answer is Paul Mason. Three correct answers. Three, and of course, you went Mason, didn't you, Bloomers? You did go Mason. I feel like Wickham at the minute. I'm getting smashed. Question four is on the boy, Chef Dicucci. He played for Oldham, if you didn't know that. He had a little brief spell there. Right at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. He scored scored 11 goals in 40 league games. Not a bad, not a badish ratio for an Oldham team. Is it how many goals does Chef Kikuchi score in 46 games? Is that what the question's going to be? Oh. How many goals did he score for town in 92 games? Um, But yeah, 11 goals in 40 games for Oldham. So not too bad. Um, That was very much at the end of his career. That must have been because he came back, didn't he, for that second spell, which wasn't great. Um, but yeah, a lot that does happen a lot though. We we get someone who returns and never actually that great the second time around. Only happens for Pablo, Tommy Miller. The amount of players that that's happened to Kieran Dyer, Richard Wright. We've had loads. I think James Crowcroft yeah. as well. 
Yeah, yeah. came back from yeah. loan, didn't he? John, John, do we count John Walters for four games, three and a half games? No, that's we, so tragic. So sad. So sad. Oh, John, okay, John Walt was a success, though. We'll have that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, how many goals then? Chef Dicucci, how many goals? How many times did he do the fin dive? 43, 29, and 31. Correct answer is 32. That is mental. Ooh. How has oh, he, he scored? scored his squad number? <laughs> he scored a squad number. Yeah. So, Bloomer's got that one right, didn't he? Yeah, one did. off. Yeah, well, one off. Yeah, one off. One off. Yeah. Well done, mate. Well done. So it's three, two. Sorry, sorry, Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. Getting, I'm getting. <laughs> oh, I'm the Doncaster. I've got to get this right and, and yeah. not to. Okay. Okay. Here we go. How many games have Town won against Oldham in 21 meetings? I always make this posh. Meetings. Um, but I don't want to like say games again. Like how many games? Yeah, you know, 21 games. The, fixtures? Meetings is the correct vernacular. Yeah, okay. 21 fixtures. Kudos on the use of vernacular, Mr. Bloom is. That's a good one. That's a good one. I thought, I thought it was a Dutch footballer. Journalism degree taught me something. Vernacular. Uh, yeah. Jeez Horncamp. <laughs> e, 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 e. Okay. I need, to, I need to actually get the answer, actually, so bear with me. Oh. <laughs> I thought I had the answer down, but um, I don't think that's the right answer. Yes, okay. yes, okay. You've got it. It's fine. I've got it. It's 21 games, meetings. How many times have Town won? Uh, where is it? 11, 10, 12. Oh. <laughs> Correct answer is seven. Wow, we're so crap. Bloomers, Bloomers uh, has got it right. So it's three, okay. three. And don't have a die breaker. Um, <laughs> so where do we go from here? Um, I'm happy well, to share. I'm happy to share the three points. I'm happy to. Again, to it's, be like, it's, like the chari- it's like the charity shield. We have a picture together. With uh, yeah. I can find a question, and it is going to be what is the attendance of Bowdry Park um, as the standard? Um, All right, so, let's go. Right, well, I'm happy to do it. I'm guess. Yeah, um, let me take the that question off. Can I can, can I ask the question that everybody seems to ask whenever you're talking about attendances or appearances? Does does that include cup games and preseason friendlies? It's like no. <laughs> God damn it! Cup games, cup games, because that, that is that's a proper competitive fixture. Pre-season doesn't count. The cup games count. Otherwise, Ballin Bynum would have such a goals to game ratio. Yeah, very true. Boundary South Park, Boundary Park, yeah. Oldham's ground, yeah. Their current capacity. Their capacity. Interesting. Now, I've been there and covered a game there, and it was the coldest oh. I've ever been. But oh, don't worry, don't worry. When I went, it was three stands. They hadn't built the fourth. So, oh yeah, 2014. I, I think they they built the fourth oh, one. I've, I've probably gone way over. It was a cold ground. Imagine it with one side missing, going <laughs> <laughs> into your face. No, no, no. Although I saw the oh. first ever career goal by James Madison was at was scored in that game. Nice. Mm. Who obviously went on to do nothing of note until he joined last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we'll, won't we'll talk about this one spell. Uh, okay, then. Well, Mark, let us know your answer. Um, if you get it spot on, you've won. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. I'm probably miles off. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's incorrect. Uh, <laughs> the correct answer is 13,000. Five hundred and thirty. Oh, not that far. Yeah, it's close, yeah, it's not that far. So, Blue Misses won. Well done, well done, Tom. Well done. I accept well PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that in a, a couple of years' time. Um, yes. Well, there we go. I uh, hope everyone at home enjoyed another edition of Strike. Let us know how you got on um, in the six questions, the tiebreaker, and the other five questions. Um, but yeah. Let's talk about the FA Cup this weekend then. Oldham are in town. Uh, a bit of a basket case, I have to say, with their owner and all that sort of stuff. Uh, make sure to check out Meet the Oppo on the YouTube channel and all that to um, hear from an Oldham fan, the podcast. Um, but Bloomers, going into this game, our FA Cup run isn't great. Um, I think we're just pleased that we haven't got a League One team. But then also we were hoping to get Subri or just a nice 
fun tie. Oh no, Mark, you my sub No, because it's just you just know what would happen if we got sub Yeah, yeah. we'll lose when we yeah. 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 They're gonna win though. Come on, sub Do yeah. it for do it for all of us. Do it for Suffolk. Because I've, yeah. I've, I've sat in the gym in the rattle stand at Berry Town singing We Ate Sudbury, so I feel conflicted. <laughs> oh, no, we know what I'm on about. Being yes. Big time. And they play in yellow. <laughs> but uh, I think I would like uh, Sudbury to win. I knew because it, it, it would be funny. The Bantz sweepstakes. It would yeah. rank high in that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about a game then. Oldham, as I said, they're struggling in League Two at the moment. Um, we're on a high winning against Wickham. Uh, what are you going to go then with the team bloomers? Are you going to do wholesale changes or are you just a one-off two here and there? What, what do you reckon? I, look, I know that. Um, excuse me. I know that um, our cup record is the worst in the country over the last fifteen years. I, I and I'm quite confident in saying that. I still think and would not be surprised if you see quite a few changes. And we were talking about James Norwood. You know, if, if he was fit, that's the top calibre of player who would come in, um, I think. You know, it, unfortunately, I, I don't like to say it because growing up, you always treat the cup with sort of reverence or whatever. But in this day and age, it's just sort of another game, really. It's a, it's a, it's it's an interlude in between the league season, especially when you've got 46 punishing games in League One and we're coming off the back of a Tuesday night um, and a very much important Tuesday night as well. You know, it, it, it would be nice to win, but unfortunately we have much, much bigger fish to fry. And I know we've said that in quite a few years, um, but this season especially, it wouldn't really bother me if we make so many changes. I don't know how Oldham would, will, um, will treat the fixture. You know, they, they might make a few changes. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know loads about Oldham in terms of who plays for them right now, because I don't. Um, you, you were correct in saying about their owners seemingly being a basket case. There's certainly been quite a few protests against them, quite vocal ones as well, over the last few months. And if there's one fan base that have had more rotten luck in the last 20 years in Ipswich, I think probably the only contender would be Oldham Athletic. So... I uh, maybe we can form some kind of alliance on that and just let, let's call it one one draw, <laughs> go back to Boundary Park and do it again, <laughs> split some gate receipts. Uh, Ross is saying no, don't worry, it's a lovely part no of the chance. world. No, it might take you a while to get there. Yeah, Tuesday night, bring, don't fancy it. No. Bring, your, bring, your, bring your big Parker. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's gonna be quite, quite a weak team. I say weak, I think, I don't think it'll be the same team that played on Tuesday night. You might see some different names, I think. Cook will still want to implement a style of play now that he likes playing on the counter. You might not see that so much against Oldham if they decide to sit back as well, because again, I don't know how they play. If they have players inferior to us, quote quotation marks, and decide that their best course is to play on the counter, then it could be quite a boring game. I'm not going to be in the country to see this. So actually, this is this is a game I could watch uh, legally on iFollow uh, on Saturday. I probably won't be doing that though. So um, I'll be useless on the podcast next week. Where I'm are you going? Say... We're uh, eager to know, Bloomers. Where, which oh, country will you be in if you won't be, be in England? I'll be in Germany. I'll be in Hamburg. Um, in fact, actually, I already have my, my t shirt ready to wear for tomorrow uh, when I get yes. there. Uh, the X and Fully t shirt that uh, I got a few years ago. So uh, it should be awesome. a good weekend. Awesome. But yeah, no. Anyways, to, to to cut myself short because you two have much more interesting things to say on this game, um, I'll go for I'll go for one one. We don't wing up games. It'll be a replay. Ross will be miserable. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> we can all revel in Ross's misery. Once uh, once we've seen, I'm going to go for El Mazzuni. No, El Mazzuni score. Yeah, 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 why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? And then he I said, I mean, completely impossible. So he might score tomorrow night. He may do. He may do. Um, but yeah, I think I'm not alone there, by the way. I don't think anyone wants to go to Oldham um, for a replay on a Tuesday night. Um, definitely after the, the couple of replays we've had in the last few years, definitely the Lincoln one. Thankfully, Alan Judge stepped up and we got a late equaliser, or late winner, sorry, uh, to finally win an FA Cup game. Um, but Matt, 
let's talk about the team. Um, who do would you like to see? Um, Connor Chapman didn't come off the bench. Joe Piggott, an opportunity for him to start possibly. And your prediction? Please not say a replay. No, we're gonna we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win it uh, comfortably, uh, handsomely, um, almost. Um, I'm I'm extra optimistic about this weekend because it's the going to be the first ever Ipswich Town um, game that uh, my children will be going to. So my two my two girls who are three and seven respectively they don't know it yet, but. Um, Daddy's a bit of a big spender, and I've taken advantage of uh, three pound tickets. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with and, and they're booked in for the first time fan experience. I've already confirmed that with uh, with Dan Palfrey at the club. Um, I'm probably more excited than they are to meet Bluey in the fan zone at thirteen thirty sharp on Saturday. So, uh, no beers down the Greyhound for me pre-game. I'll just be queuing for seven hours for a pint of IPA in the fan zone. Um, but let's get back to topic. Um, um, yeah, it, we're going to smash them 4-0. We're going to have a relatively s- strong team. Um, there will be some changes, like um, like Bloom has said, but we do have um, we do have the Constable Country Derby, don't we? On um, on Tuesday in the in the um, in the Pizza Crust uh, against Colchester Ipswich Vets. So I think we're going to have your boy Ross um, Vaclav Hatki in goal. Um, uh, we're going to have, um, JD, I reckon at right back, um, Penny, Penny, maybe Clements or Armin possibly left back. Well, Wolfie, I reckon he'll make an appearance. Um, Harper, maybe Carol. This is the thing. This is the thing. I like this about Paul Cook. Players can be injured and then they go and play 75 minutes. It's like, hang on. KVY was like, like nowhere. Now he's back. You know, we're going to have that with Carol. Um, Chaplin, possibly. Is it a game you'd risk? Risk him in? Yeah, probably. Um, Piggott, we we all really want to sit. I mean, I, I feel sorry for Piggott. You know, not only has he had a horrendous time with his, with his father passing away, um, but, you know, you've seen Macaulay Bon, or Macaulay Mon, as I said, come in. And start banging him in. The fans love him, and like Joe Piggott's probably like, "Hello, I scored loads of goals in a not very good team last season against against you as well." So, I, I think we'll see Piggott because I'm quite interested to see how he would actually fit in with, with our style of play as well. Probably Aluko, who you know, like many people, when he signed, I, I, I didn't think he was the right player. I didn't, you know, arguably, I didn't think he was the right personality possibly i thought he might have come here as a bit of a mercenary akin to what we've spoken about before where we've had teams made up of the likes of like lee bow and people like that that are just here for a paycheck and couldn't give a flying flip about the club or the project but he obviously wants to be here i love seeing him drive into that reception at portman road in that huge great big bentley that i'm not at all jealous of um i'm more of a ford mustang man actually but yeah, it's it's going to be a, 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 a it's going to be a decent side because um, I think obviously we're going to have one eye on um on the use on um on Tuesday, and I you know I don't mind that it's going to be cold, but please don't rain. Um, otherwise, that family enclosure that I'm going to be sitting in for the first time, I think it's the first time I you know to talk about me for a minute. It's the first time I'm going to be in that family enclosure. I think I'm going to be in H block possibly. Um, since the Anglo-Italian Cup games. So what's that? 27, 28 years ago. So it won't be viewed from the U2. It will be viewed from the H, which doesn't sound as good, but I'll probably still change my... Hor- horizon handle. from the H. Horizon from the H, yeah. I like it. I like it. Almost yeah. like a homecoming. But um, anyway, anyway, Mark, what, what? I'll let Ross do the handover. No, Mark, oh, no. what do you think? What do you think, Mark? <laughs> um... I think we'll go similar strength to what we did against Gillingham in the uh, Pizza Trophy, which was fairly strong. And like, if you think about it, even if we do make wholesale changes, like the sec, if it's going to be second string, the front four is going to be Piggott, Scott Fraser coming back from injury, Chaplin, 
who I think he has had injury issues, but he may feature. And Sonia Luko, you're like, where's this? Like, you go back to last season, it's just like it would have been Ollie Hawkins, Keenan Bennett's maybe. Yeah. And we've not even mentioned like, Jackson and Norwood, who, when we first yeah. came down to the division, we were like, these 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 guys are going to fire us back to the championship. That that aged well. Yeah, exactly. It's, now we've just got we're spoilt for choices, a, a plethora of absolute solid footballers. But no, um, Oldham. I think, as Bloomer said, it's just like the most depressing game you could have had between two groups of supporters that have just had the hardest time and I, I think they've had a lot harder times than we've had maybe we've just it's just been a we've just existed that's what both teams have just done for the last 20 20 well we've had a little bit more joy in that time but last 15 years at least we've just existed as a football club who plays some football on a Saturday and sometimes on a Tuesday and then does nothing um or is very depressing but um no, I, I think we'll be a comfortable win for us. Not going to go 4-0, but I think just a 2-0. Nice, easy breezy. We'll have a lot of the ball. Um, the only player that I know from Oldham is Dylan Bahambula, which is a great name. Um, he's six foot four, French winger, who wears tights as, under his socks, like Ian Robin used to. I think he's a bit like Jet. So watch out for him. Uh, everyone's going to go, who the hell is this guy? Like He's like six foot four on the wing. So that's going to be fun for you guys to watch. Again, I'm not here again. This, I'm going to miss three town games in a row because I'm not doing the Lake Chambers testimonial either. I'm not doing that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be weird for me. Uh, I, my missus has called in the favour of it's fireworks weekend and we have that. She has, she has one Saturday with me. A year. Obviously, she didn't get it last year because there's no fireworks. But yeah, she she's called it in. I'm not too upset to be missing Oldham. I'm pretty confident, 99% sure that we'll get the job done. Um, and yeah, there'll, there'll be changes in the squad. Um, and I think there will be even more changes on on Tuesday. Um, you know, if we go out the peak, if we're going to go, if we're going to win one of these games, let it be the FA Cup game. Colchester can have their little poncy pizza cup if they want because they've lost to Sudbury by that point anyway so there we go all right then well well said as ever everybody um any other business bloomers matt mark anything else you want to say before we wrap up and we thank our sponsors and then talk about all the things you have to do to subscribe and follow and all that stuff anything else uh not really (laughs) (laughs) uh uh I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go to music quickly. Uh, one of my one of my favorite bands growing up, The Enemy, which just announced that they're doing a reunion yes. for the first time in five years because they need the money. Um, so <laughs> that's very happy. Tickets go on sale at ten o'clock tomorrow. I'm sure you'll all be rushing to get them. Um, actually, half joke. You lot probably won't, but I, I guarantee at five past ten it will be sold out. So <laughs> there you, you go. lot. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm already queuing, Mr. Bloomers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy eight tickets. No, I'm not really. I'm, I'm washing my hair that night. Do you know how much they are, Bloomers? Because I'm, I'm interested or not. I imagine they'll be about 30, 30 quid. 30, 35 quid. What band is this again? I didn't, I didn't hear the band you said. Oh, the it? Enemy. Ah, Very okay, much yeah. to football with such hits as um, Away From Here and Had Enough and We'll Live and Die in These Towns. And Saturday was the theme song for the FA Cup for a few years as well, when ITV were doing it. Yes, it was. And they've been on a plethora of FIFA games. They're a commentary this song band. Is, lived in this song is about you. Yes. Yeah. So, and... Uh, grow. When I've had a few drinks, ask, ask, ask me to see my enemy tattoo that I have. That's... Uh, Ooh, not, that's also not even a lie. I do have an enemy tattoo, although it's not in an intimate place, so much. Okay, I think on I that note, want, I don't, I don't want to see it now. That's all. <laughs> that's all I... Are oh, we, yeah. are we going, are we going to wish Sudbury well, even though we hate them, Bloomers, because they're they're Berry's rivals, and yeah, I was, I've been to Ramada a few times, and they're horrible, horrible fans, 
who probably might also be Ipswich fans, but they're horrible fans, turn up in our beautiful town, the jewel in Suffolk, Bury St. Edmunds, St. Edmundsbury. They turn up and they have a go. And it's like, hang on, mate. You know, you're from Sudbury. Yeah. It's not as bad as Stepford, but wind your neck in. But people always do that. They come to Bury and they're like, like Lowestoft when they were coming to Bury. It's like the only time I've ever seen the police at Bury Town is when Lowestoft come to town with this strange Norfolk, you know, is it a Norfolk, is it a Suffolk accent? I'm only joking, I love it. It's a fantastic place with great people. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> some of that well, was true. Just if you need to dramatic, I'll stick the boot in more. Uh, well, no. I won't. What, I won't. I, what, what? It will be funnier for it will be funnier for Sudbury to beat Colchester than it will be for Colchester to beat Sudbury. So for the sake of comedy, I more than hope that uh, Sudbury do win because also it means that there might be a second round tie between Ipswich and Sudbury. I don't know how yeah. much more to that. Yeah, that would be good, and it would be good if it's a Portman Road because Sudbury will get more money from it as well. And plus, I don't fancy scrambling for like two hundred tickets, even though it'd be great to see. Mind you. You know, it would be no different from when Ipswich played at Dartford, really pre-season friendly. That was good. And, um, I like that. And nice Dartford. little crowd, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. And we and we got to meet Mark Ashton, didn't he? Yeah, I, he did. I infiltrated like Section 6 slash Blue Action and Mark Ashton just came along and was like, right, boys. And it was like, hey, type thing. Yeah. But I was, oh, was going to mention something else. The I, the I follow figures. Who, who was yeah. it that said more Ipswich fans subscribe to that game than Wickham had in their own stadium. That just shows, you know, we're all... We're, we're bloody massive, boys. We're, we're bloody we're, massive. We're, it's, I find it so hard not to swear because like, children listen to this and, the, and beeps. Beeps, don't beeps cost 79p plus VAT on podcasts? I don't know. We'll oh, get the bacon. Podcast and the financial side of aspects came up. I probably wouldn't look to Ross Hall's. No, no, and yeah, I've sworn a lot of times on this podcast. Oh, to be fair, I think we, I think David as well has done a lot. Oh, of, David, um, cursing, David, yeah. David spent next year's <laughs> budget. Yeah. And if every oh, bless him, every time I hear Peterborough, I always think of <laughs> David's interview. <laughs> Obviously, it's like like the hatred that. Everybody like that, like Mark has for Wickham. Everybody has for Wickham. I have that for Peter because I used to work there. And every time I hear Peter or see it on a road sign, I just could see David was like his his hat and his coat and his beard, like being interviewed and like lonesome cretin. <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> it's so adorable. Some brilliant, brilliant. Oh, oh dear. So, but um, yeah. on that note, we shall end it there and. Um, Hopefully, Bloomer's prediction is wrong because um, I don't want to replay. I don't think anybody wants it. Um, well, but if you unfortunately, are... for, unfortunately for you, I've got four of the last five results correct. Not scores, but results. So, yeah. pressure's on. Hopefully, it's time for you to get it wrong, I think. Um, but that has been another edition of the Fan Social. Matt, Mark, Bloomers, thank you very much for joining me as ever. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Kings of Anglia on all your podcast feeds. Uh, yeah, I won't name them all because you'll probably know them anyway. Uh, Kings of Anglia on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, if you still use Facebook. On YouTube, subscribe to all the game day stuff. And um, also support our sponsors at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free delivery with the code KOA. Get yourself a weed whacker. Get yourself some boxes. You can get some boxes, Manscaped boxes, which I'm wearing right now. I won't show you them, but I am wearing oh, them. Sorry, sorry. That's, that's, that's for... That's... Um, for the special, for the special, <laughs> special, yeah, after dark and all that. That's that's on only Ross. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only fans. Yeah, yeah. If you want oh, that, uh, that's a uh, subscription. Yeah, six ninety nine and all that. Just, just drop him a DM. Drop me a DM and I'll, I'll show you a little cheeky cheeky picture. Um, slide but in yeah, there. slide in my DMs. Anywho, goodbye for now. <laughs> See you next <laughs> week. <laughs> From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
information at audiobeam.com slash channel slash archive.